Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The passion for the world's beautiful game has never been stronger. And now there is one place to get all your insight, analysis, and hot topic discussion. Especially if you're a fan of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy, or their heated rival, LAFC. It's time to roll out the ball and kick things off here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, former MLS goalkeeper Dan Kennedy and soccer broadcast veteran Mark Rogandino. Another week of MLS action in the books and another week to digest with my man Dan Kennedy. My name is Mark Rogandino. Glad you could join us here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Dan and I are here to talk about everything LAFC, everything LA Galaxy, and we mix in a little bit of uh, pop culture, a little bit of political opinion every now and then, a little bit of music taste. Uh, what we're doing is dads on the weekend. You never know what you are going to find. DK, my man. What is up? I know you are feeling uh, basically a hundred times better than me because you just spent a weekend in Cabo with your wife with no kids and just like hanging with some buddies. Uh, I'm dripping with jelly. Yeah, well, buddy, it was uh, one to remember. Um, if uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, Cabo is a two-year minimum requirement for, for me and my family. One <laughs> is with the kids. One is without. Uh, and we, this was the one without, and we stayed at a hotel called Salaz, S-O-L-A-Z, um, new resort rows. You got to get down here. This place was, this place was unreal. Uh, um, I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, this is about as close as I'm going to get. So I'm just going to go like this, Corona light <laughs> right there, right there. A little Corona light with a little bit of lime on top. And, uh, let me, let me just make sure it's okay. Oh, it tastes so good. Oh. It's cold, DK. It's cold. I can only imagine how good they were down there in Cabo. Oh, dude, it was so good. So good. Four days, three nights, and uh, I would say we went down there recharged, but buddy, I'm a little tired. Understandably, understandably. Um, I guess, first off, it begs the question uh, for you, is it uh, like ice cold margaritas on the rocks with a little bit of salt on the rim while you're down there or you just get straight into the beers maybe modelo especial pacifico tecate what do you what, what, I, I what's your poison down there i love a pacifico oh so that brown I, bottle yeah yeah i very easily uh decide pacificos and typically the day starts slow um start slow try to get get to brunch have start you know a couple pacificos at brunch and then post brunch you're moving to the margaritas and um and then typically we shut it we eat, whether we're there with the kids or, or, or just uh, the adults we shut it down post dinner pretty early we're not like late night in it right we're just kind of beach day pool hanging out enjoying ourselves it's too much fun man all right but i digress uh, busy weekend in Major League Soccer. Uh, let's start first with uh, LA Galaxy making a long trip out to Central Florida to take on Orlando City. Um, I'll be honest, I picked the game for to go in favor of Orlando based on a couple of previous results. I thought Nani was heating up with them, uh, and I thought that making that cross-country trip would be difficult. No, Zlatan would be difficult, but... I was wrong. LAG held on. They came up with a win and a much-needed win to snap that skid. And not to mention, I mean, the, their confidence was gone. And we were just talking about how, you know, last week's podcast, we were talking about how 
their uh, organizational defensively uh, or organization defensively. Um, it looked like they had just lost focus and discipline. And um, then they went to Orlando and they squeaked out rogues, squeaked out a win. It wasn't convincing, right? Under but some when, he, under some heavy heavy in the pressure, second half. heavy pressure. And Bingham, this is probably the biggest game he's played in his 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 Galaxy uniform was against Orlando. Um, and sometimes when you're in a rut, you need some some key performances. Bingham came up with that um, PK save. You know how those go. Like the, the, a big, it's always a big save when you can pull off a PK save. Um, and then just in the run of play, I felt like his decision-making throughout the match was pretty good. Maybe, you know, he I still think he's punching a couple balls that maybe he can catch. Um, but all in all, real solid outing. And then you kind of get the um, bad mojo off your shoulder, right? And now you head back into a busy, busy week. The Lions coming back. And uh, I'm I'm certainly more optimistic. We're going to talk about that game uh, against Sporting Kansas City because we'll pick it up on the back end. We've got a very special uh, interview coming up here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. In fact, someone that is tied very close to the galaxy uh, that you will want to stick around for. I guarantee you, you don't get a chance to hear from this guy on a candid basis, regular basis, uh, as often as you probably would like. And if you're a Galaxy fan, then you would definitely want to stick around for that. So we'll talk about that and the Sporting Kansas City game in just a little bit. Uh, but to continue the discussion now, uh, you, you asked for other guys to step up, and you mentioned Bingham, but the wonder strike from Jonah Dos Santos was very welcome too. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm glad you highlighted it. Jonah, um, I mean, that's picked, a that's a, that's a great hit right there. From yeah, outside the 18, is, just bending it right to left in the corner, big, big time goal. This is um, the the class that he he has in him, and this is he's been the most consistent performer for this team. I mean, Eber's got the goals, but he's got goals on, on from the penalty spot, and he's doing a, a bit of a one man show up top by himself. It's kind of what we expect of Ebra, but. Make make no two mistakes about it, Rogues. Is is Jonah is the second man on this team, and he actually may have more of an impact on the overall performance of a team. And if they can unleash this guy to score some goals, I mean, of of that quality, I mean, he ha- he has the technique to do it. And Rogue just seemed—I don't know if he was he was blindsided from a defender in between him and and Jonah. He was a little slow to react, I thought. But it was class, and it was struck purely and cleanly. And it's it's one of those that comes off, and you're like, well, he hit it exactly how he meant to hit it. And and you can speak from a goalkeeper's perspective, DK. But and you talk about Brian Rowe, former Galaxy guy who was in the Nets for Orlando City. I don't I don't know that you're expecting him to clip it first time like that from the from right. it's basically right. It's right. It's like I, I would call it two three yards outside the top of the 18. So you're outside of 20 yards. But he, he just the way he steps into it as it comes comes toward him from the right side into him and he clips it first time into the upper corner. I mean that that's that's a bit of brilliance from yeah from I, no, I, for me from Dos yeah. Santos and so from goalkeeper right you're 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 kind of slowly shuffling across to your left or or as that ball comes across right but and you you tell me but you're not expecting him to just whip it in the corner right there first time. Right, and for the first t- time finishes make it so difficult. That's what Wando's made his career out of is just kind of surprising people. Um, and yeah, Jonah organizes his feet quickly on the approach, snaps it off. I think it goes actually around a, a defender, blocks row from the ball, yep. 
And yep. then Rose, you know, kind of looking like he's scrambling and never really has a chance. Um, but that, you know, in the end, you need you need a couple big moments. Bingham had two and uh, Jonah had one. And that's how you can you can go and scalp games on the road. Well, and so now you wonder and you know, what kind of a spark does that become? And we'll, we'll look ahead, as I said, to Sporting Kansas City tonight out there in uh, Children's Mercy Park. I mean, what kind of. What kind of spark does that give a team? The fact that they do it without Zlatan, they do it all the way across the country, they do it against an Orlando team that, that we even discussed it here that might be uh, trending upward, and all of a sudden they go there and they take points out of this game, and not just a draw, but they take all three points and Bingham with the penalty kick save and the shutout. I mean, that's that is a for me. I mean, from my perspective, that's a huge confidence builder. Yeah. Well, and what we're trying to figure out is like, okay, was this a bad? two games that they had and it was three, it just, three, four games, three, four games. Well, the, the one I still, I still hold tight on the one against New York. The first loss of the four was a good performance. And then you had a really flat performance against the crew. Right. Um, and so then I, I started to add it up and I was like, okay, well we had four games in 10 days, the galaxy. And, and, and I was like, well, okay, bad week or bad team. I can't, I couldn't, fi- I can't figure it out. Right. Yeah, but the, the the anomaly in there is a one nothing home loss to Colorado. So right. whether you're having a bad week or you're not yeah, a very loss. you're not a very good team, you have to win that game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so that's why that's where it was rock bottom. And now you he- head to Kansas City. You got Ebra coming back, and and now if you can win that game. Well, you, the next game before the break, before the the summer break, is uh, at home against New England. So now there's nine points here. All right, hold the brakes right there. Let's switch across to the other team as we head uh, east, I believe, on the 10 freeway towards downtown L.A. Uh, obviously, Orlando was the site of the L.A. Galaxy game, but I mean metaphorically, we head east to LAFC in the Bank of California Stadium as they played host to the Montreal Impact. This was a game that produced goals last year up inside of Stade Saputo in Montreal. In fact, it was a 5-3 win for LAFC coming from behind Laurent Simon returning to Montreal. It was a great story. Um, And I told you, if you go back and listen to the tape last week, I told you take the over. Right. And this would be a win. And indeed it was. It was, and I almost predicted the score perfectly. Uh, but it was a 4-2 win for LAFC. As you looked over the numbers, DK, as you looked at the highlights from this one, uh, taking it in, what stuck out for you? Because I have a couple of thoughts on it, too. Well, LAFC continue to overwhelm teams. And defensive pressure is now their 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 ability to put defensive pressure on teams and their own defensive third. So that's LAFC's attacking third and create goals out of that. So now back, back pressing, back pressing, right. Full court pressing man to man in a way. And, uh, this team is just becoming, they're, they're, they're become, they're just becoming a better version of themselves as we get 14, 15 games into the season. Uh, Montreal, this team, the, the opponent, um, all over the place, uh, from from a seasonal standpoint to a game standpoint, I mean, first goal of the game is uh, goalkeeper can't get the ball off his foot oh. and it ends up in the back of the net. Like you cannot go to the to, you cannot go and 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 face the best team in the league and have that be the opening moment. 
Uh, just changes the mindset of the team. Like, you know, you're already up against it. uh, If you're Montreal, like this is the best team in, in, in the league, hands down. And you go gift them a goal. Um, but LAFC was unrelenting after that. And Carlos Vela is, is now, uh, putting himself in the, in a position to have, uh, I mean, yeah, record breaking season, um, but to establish himself as one of the himself as one of the best players to play in this league ever. Dan, let me let, let me start with this. Did you ever in your MLS career have a moment like Evan Bush had? Like, did you ever make that blunder where you tried to Cruyff movement, pull the ball back behind you, or like, uh, you know what? I'm just not gonna, on my foot. I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put, I'm gonna like pause for a minute and then I try and push it past the, the oncoming rushing forward. Like how no, do you, how does foot. that, how yeah. does that happen? At the, and I've seen it happen in the Premier League. I've seen it happen in the Bundesliga. I've seen, well, I've we seen saw it. in the Champions League final last year. Right, right, right. No, no, it's, and it happens, but how does he let that happen inside of 10 minutes in the game? Well, I, I, I don't know. And that to me, it's just a, it's a mental. Mistake. Cause he saw, he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah, but it's a I've mental seen, mistake. I've seen him I mean, play really, really good. Like standing on his head, stays your like. But this is him. Honestly, I, MLS, I, I, seen, I know yeah. Evan. I know Evan. I've watched him uh, play for geez, twelve years now. Um, however long his career is, I, I've been I've been tracking him because I saw him play um, at Akron in college, and he his. This is a this is a lot of keepers in MLS. This is Sean Johnson. I mean, the ability to stand to be class and and win a game for your team, but then you're inconsistent. Right. And that's so you know true. that's the difference between um, you want to be a national team goalkeeper in my mind or not. Like you have to find that that consistency. And and it's it's moments like that. I mean, it's a blunder, but it's a mental mistake. And for me, mentality is, is the most important attribute of a goalkeeper. And I've seen, I've seen Bush have these kinds of mistakes throughout his career. And, and you just start, you start in the hole and you're just never coming back. So if you missed it, folks, go back and watch the LASC Montreal impact highlights. I believe it's the sixth minute of the match. Uh, Evan Bush, excuse me, fields the ball kind of coming across his body. It's a poor first touch and it dribbles out from, from him just a little too far. And Christian Ramirez closes the gap. And all of a sudden as Bush goes to clear it, it comes off of Ramirez and winds up in the back of the net. And all of a sudden it's one, nothing LAFC. So you're like, Oh, you've already put yourselves in behind the eight ball. Um, But you mentioned Carlos Vela and now he's scored 15 goals in 15 games. While that is probably the big headline so far, the other big story I think that came out of this game is the fact that LAFC up for nothing, 70 minutes in Dan, and yet the final score is four to two. We saw this kind of problem rear its head last season when LAFC failed to close out games, wins turned to draws, a couple of draws turned to losses uh, on the road, but are you concerned if you're an LAFC fan and you're watching this and the fact that it's not four nothing the final and it's only four two? No, I'd argue this one is slightly different. Um, just just because you know it's it's an own goal. Like yeah, Montreal find themselves in a position. Rudy's uh, just trying to make a play, and and LAFC are, are numerically at an advantage inside the box. It's not like they're they're making mental massive mental mistakes. It's a poor bounce off of a defender and it ends up in the back of the net. And then 83rd minute Walker Zimmerman gets caught 
just kind of sleeping. And penalty kick, in which it was a close call on replay. It was a really close call. Walker, I, I think because it was such a close call, he sneaks away without getting a red card. Um, and yeah, you know, but he I, he kind he kind of he, he caught up to him, and then he kind of he kind of yeah, like, it, he, he, he sho- shoved a, into him. He shoved yeah. into him, and then I had no problem with the penalty call. Like, and you could even see it on Walker's face. In my opinion, he was just like, "Yep, yeah, you know, I got I got bad. caught." It was my bad. And and so you know, you learn a little something. These are this is you know, I, I would make a mistake in a goal in a game that we lose four one, and I it's a, it's like a free learning uh, opportunity. Like check yourself. Yep. You know. Yep. And so they to me that you had the cushion. You had yeah, the four goal right. cushion. They they could have scored more. It never felt like they were scrambling. Last year, so many games that the last 15 minutes just felt like a scramble. And, um, yeah, I think LFC are starting to clear that hurdle. Um, As we get ready to bring on our special guest here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network, a couple other results, and I want to see if any of these kind of stick out to you, DK, that you're like, wow, I I didn't see that coming. Uh, Real Salt Lake win at home 2-1 against Atlanta United FC. Uh, I picked Chicago Fire to beat NYCFC. They tied 1-1. Another result would be Minnesota United, 1-0 winners at home against the Houston Dynamo, who has been pretty good so far this year. And then your result that you picked was uh, you picked the Philadelphia Union to beat Portland. And Portland, before they head back home for their (laughs) home opener 12 games into the season, uh, Portland actually takes some mojo back home to the Rose City with a 3-1 win in the city of brotherly love. Well, this was a week that form... uh, had no had had no impact um, with some of the results and and Portland been struggling with such a tough front loaded road schedule. I just felt like they they may have looked past a very scrappy and and good Philadelphia side, and Philly just let the game slip away. It's almost like they looked past that it was it was Philly at home looking past a beaten down opponent who's had a boatload of road games. Um, Minnesota, you know I, I've seen Houston play three, four times now, and I watch their highlights every week. And and they're dynamic, and they've, they have they've seem to be improved defensively. Um, I'm still not c- convinced they're a top a top team in the, in, in the Western Conference or should be fighting for a supporter shield. And, and I say that because I think their squad may be a little thin. And so now you're getting into the the time where you have youth players, nat- first team national team players getting called up, some injuries, some suspensions, and I, I just kind of feel like Houston may we may see a little dip here from them. Yeah, I could see I could see that, and and I think what what uh, coincide what coincides with yeah, and what what coincides with that is that you head into these yes, there's going to be a three week gap, but you head into these hot summer months uh where even if you are the home team in houston it, you know it's hot and humid and it's like it's not the ideal conditions to step out on the field and play 90 plus minutes and just in my opinion going there and, and covering games but i don't know you you tell me what is it like in the middle of summer going to houston to play an mls game in july well brutal <laughs> <laughs> i mean talk of hot humid 
um, and uh, uncomfortable. I mean, I remember playing it. Was it Robertson Stadium, the football yes, stadium it, there? Yes, it was at the University and, of Houston. Yes, and, it was. And and literally, you'd have uh, you know your your pregame outfit to warm up in. You'd go in, you'd change into your first half outfit, and then you'd come in and have to change into your second half outfit because you're literally losing that much fluid. Uh, you lose, you know, I'd lose guy like me, rogues, believe it or not, lose like five or six pounds in a game. <laughs> Um, and I was just standing back there for goodness sakes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a challenge and and what happens is teams good to go there for one game. I mean, these guys are training in every single day. And if you're not careful with that load, you'll run a team into the ground. Let me, let let me just share one quick story with you and then we'll get to our guest who's joining us here, uh, on the, on the pod. Uh, so one time I'm doing the Fox soccer show. I'm the sideline reporter down in Houston. It's literally sweat. It's this like second month of August, <laughs> second week of August, and I'm down there doing the game. And um, for some reason, and I must have had some back issues, obviously some old goalkeeper stuff. I had some back issues. So I had put some icy hot on and worn like an undershirt, <laughs> like a white undershirt, right? No, but I had I had worn this white undershirt maybe like a day or two before when I first got to the city before the game. Fast forward, I end up wearing the same undershirt underneath my suit for the game but i didn't know it right so it's it's you know it's 89 degrees 92 degrees and 85 percent humidity and i have this underneath undershirt under my dress shirt and my suit that has icy hot in it oh and it has icy hot in it. and so literally after i do the pre-game interview with one of the players i think it was ricardo clark or brad davis or something like that great great old mls names and they, they're like looking at me because i am sweating i'm literally sweating and so fortunately for me i knew dominic Kinnear good enough right. that i i literally at, right as i'm done with it before the game's even kicked off i go into the houston locker room and strip down totally naked in the houston locker room to get rid of this shirt <laughs> And like wipe this, this, and I wipe this undershirt all over my back and throw it into the trash can. And I'm like, what am I doing? What is going, what is going on? And I put my suit all the way back on, boom, back out onto the field, pregame hit money. Oh, and money. And, and just people, you just don't know what happens off camera. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's so good. Thank you, Dominic Kinnear for letting me in the Houston Dynamo locker room. Appreciate that. Oh, that's so good. Uh, all right, we've uh, rehashed what has gone on down uh, last week in Major League Soccer, and we will look ahead as to what is coming up for both LAFC and the LA Galaxy coming up this weekend. DK and I have our thoughts on that. But first, as I've mentioned, you never know who might join us here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Boom. Okay, let me stop it. Well, like we always say here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network, you never know who is going to pop on to talk a little football with Dan Kennedy and myself. And uh, this week, super excited to bring on one of my former broadcast partners, but a guy who made a living putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, 160 plus caps with the U.S. men's national team and over 300 appearances with the L.A. Galaxy. DK, I think you would agree this guy is Mr. L.A. Galaxy. Uh, Kobe Jones joining us here this week uh, on the pod. Happy to have you along, partner, and uh, always good to chat with you again. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to... uh... Good to be on. Good to be on with you guys. Well, this is uh, this is going to be the second, the the first of two meetings Kobe and I have today because we'll yeah. be covering the uh, Galaxy 
Kansas City game tonight on on Spectrum Sportsnet. Kobe, good to catch up. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, I mean, typically how we roll this thing out, it's great to have somebody um, that is aligned with one of the sides, either LAFC or LA Galaxy. And that's, that's you know, we like the balance of this show because Rogues is working for LAFC. And obviously I work for, work with the Galaxy and covering games. And, and tip, you know, it's like the noise. I always compare it to the noisy neighbors when Man City got the new ownership group and and Sir Alex Ferguson was saying he wasn't wasn't too concerned. You know, they just have something going on there, something exciting. Uh, but just always curious to get someone uh, as close to to L.A. Galaxy as you are, get their perspective on on what's going on with LAFC, how special it is. Well, I think I think it's an interesting relationship between the two. You know, it's like the uh, the younger brother, you know, when we're talking about LAFC, it's that that is coming to the league, and uh, they've making a they've making a, a huge splash, you know. That I mean, I I would be lying when I if I if I said there wasn't any concern. There has to be when you have a team that's come in and it's it's uh, you know second year and they're at the top of the league, a flamboyant style. Uh, you 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 have to be concerned with that. Now there's a there's different types and levels of concern and. Of course, the Galaxy has the, you, you know, the history, you know, being here, you know, a, 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 a MLS original, but you know that that's that's stuff in the past. You can you can live off of that and build off of that, but you always want to continue to be competitive in the here and now, and that's the concern for the Galaxy right now is making sure that they are uh, still uh, just as um, talked about, you know, as as always, you know now. Let's not forget, you know, though LAFC is in first place, you know, the Galaxy is not too far behind, you know. So this is something that uh, I, I think may come down to the games where they face off with each other. And, and you, you would have to almost point to the fact, Kobe, that it, it, it's good to have uh, both teams being successful right now. And and I think, um, you know, credit to bringing in Guillermo Berosquiloto and what he's been able to do to transform this team a little bit. Obviously, they got a much needed win on the weekend, but... Based on what you saw last season, I, at least from my perspective, and I think a lot of Galaxy people thought, uh-oh, what is next season going to be like? But a lot of really good moves that have started to pay off for this team. And obviously, uh, in tonight's game against Sporting Kansas City, they'll get his locked on back, which has been a huge boost whenever he's on the field for him. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an important match for the Galaxy, having slots on back. I think, uh, you know, one issue that the Galaxy has had this year is that they have continuously rotated lineups due to injuries due to acquisition of players um you know so this is this is important where you're starting to finally see hopefully a a, a solidifying of the the lineup now there are going to be some players that are missing still but i think we're still getting closer the galaxy is definitely a different team when Zlatan isn't in the lineup um and, and that's extremely important that they have him out on the pitch because everybody in this league knows knows what he can do you know, on the offensive side, he's, he's, he scores goals, you know, and he'll tell you that as well. You know, that's what he's all about. Um, it's, it's, it's heartening, I think, for the Galaxy fans to see that he's, um, he's coming back. The issue is going to be to see how he kind of fits back into the lineup after um, missing two games. It's, I think it's been an issue, as I mentioned earlier, for the Galaxy of always having to shift and change, you know, with, uh, you know, so many players being out, so many injuries having happened and just the different, you know, positions that players have had to play 
different players coming onto the field and having a tough time trying to trying to integrate with one another. So for me, this is still it almost feels like a Galaxy team that is still in preseason because there's been so many issues with players. Yeah, and it, I mean they came out with such a, a hot start and and the momentum shifted. We saw game in game out the confidence growing and then they just flatlined. And it was like it was actually the the first performance uh, that they lost in New York was a good performance. And then it led to uh, a drop in form, a, a drop in confidence, Ibrahimovic suspension, Jonah Dos Santos injury. Um, and and now they've, you know, a little rebound in, in Orlando. I think there's actually a, a really important win. Um, what what how, how does this team take the next step? Oh, look, I, w- I would argue, you know, you look back at, uh, you know, where the success has been for the Galaxy. It's where they they kind of had a few games where they had the, uh, I would say, a general lineup in order of maybe just one or two changes as any team has, you know, throughout the year. And there weren't, weren't like three, four players going in and out. Then they started getting you know, players suspended and injuries and, and it started really switching up players, new signings, players moving out of positions and, and not playing the position that they had before, you know, with Gonzalez coming in and switching up the back line. So you have to readjust again. I mean, that's when you started seeing a uh, situation where the Galaxy started dropping games, you know, and then the suspensions, you know, come along. That, that I, I think, has a lot to do, you know, with, uh, with a few of the losses, uh, which leads to that lack of confidence, you know, and, and all that. How important this game is, I, I think it's extremely important. And for me, I'm more concerned, rather than the result, and I know in the end results are important, but we are still generally early on in the season. I want to see the Galaxy start connecting and playing well. Because even though they got a result against uh, Orlando, I wouldn't say it's the best performance that I've seen from them throughout the year. Uh, I, I would still like to see them play better, connect better, be be better um, up and down the field, offensively and defensively, and especially through the midfield area. I think that's where a little bit of the issue has been for the Galaxy as of late is the midfield hasn't been as dominant in the games as it was in those once the Galaxy went on that you know five, six, seven games run. Well, it was it was David Bingham's best performance of the season. Um, big big penalty save. Boosting, boost, boost the team morale, and, Dan, and sometimes. Dan, come on, Dad, Dad. Let's be honest. You don't want it to be the goalkeeper. No, best yeah, buddy. I, I was, I was that's getting, true. I was getting, I was getting to this though. But you know, sometimes that's what it takes to turn. It takes, it takes a special performance from somebody to lift the team up. And and Kobe, you brought up in my mind the best point. When this team was was smashing and grabbing three points at a time, and it felt like they they were they were so close to becoming the contender for in this league again after it's been two quiet years, three quiet seasons. Um, it was the midfield pairing of Legette, Dos Santos, Joe, Joe Corona, and they were dominating the possession and the tempo. And then that's what's been, to your point, disrupted the most. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think um, they were, up up until a certain point, the best midfield in MLS. And, you know, I'm a big believer. You dominate the midfield, you dominate the games. And I, I think it was proven by how the Galaxy was, like, as you said, smash and grab. They were rolling over teams that nobody expected from the previous year to this year, where they uh, not only, I mean, they not only just rolled over teams, it was 
utter annihilation of some teams where you just said, wow, the other teams aren't even having a look. It, it reminded me of Galaxy of old. But, you know, now that seems to have been thrown into a flux with injuries and new players coming in. They've got to find a way to get that dominance back. You know, my, my concern is um, with all the new acquisitions, new players coming in with some of the injuries, you know, where where that's going to fall as we start getting into this uh, summer of soccer. You know, when we start getting into the 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 high season, you know, there's so many different factors, right? We've got players being called in for Gold Cup. We've got um, the, that time in summer where the heat starts coming in, the travel becomes difficult, and that weighs on teams as well. I, I want to see if some of these players that have been acquired, if they can step in and continue a level that has become expected of the Galaxy this year. Well, with that said, what what did you make of Fabio Alvarez's second appearance with the club? I thought it was okay. I, I wouldn't say it was anything uh, fantastic. You know, I thought we, there were there were glimpses and flashes, as I would hope there 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 would be. Um, but it's his second appearance. <laughs> you know, right. I'm a, I'm a believer that it usually takes a player coming into this league at least a year right. to adjust to what this game is like, that it's much more physical than expected, much more uh, chaotic and fast-paced than expected. So for Alvarez to slowly um, get into it, it it's, what, it's what I could see happening. Um, look, there are a few exceptions to that rule, like a Robbie Keane came in and, and he tore it up right. right away. That's a different aspect when you're talking about a forward that is being fed by Landon Donovan and David Beckham as compared to like you aren't a forward, you're a midfielder where you have to do the, the dirty work, the possession work and the offensive work, you know, all in one. So, um, you know, I would like to see him continuously grow through this next game. That's one of one, uh, the main points that I'll be looking at in this match is to see if he's slowly increasing just these little incremental steps of starting to adjust to this league. Soccer Hall of Famer Kobe Jones joining us here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Uh, and, Kobe, just to follow up your point, I would say uh, I feel like usually it's more Central and South American talents that have that little bit of longer learning curve, at least from my perspective when it comes to adjusting to Major League Soccer. But I want to switch to switch – to, if Zlatan is one, then who is who is kind of are you looking at on this Galaxy team to to be one A? Because in years past, there's always been a Batman and a Robin. I feel like when you're watching the Galaxy in the attack, is there a clear cut second guy who who you think this team is looking to and saying, hey, this guy needs to produce some numbers for us for us to be successful? Um, look, I, I think the Galaxy don't have like a, a just like a standout number two at this point I would almost say you know what we kind of mentioned before is where it's it's the dominance of the midfield you know I, I could say Jonathan Dos Santos but he's more of a holding role I'd like to see him step up as that uh, holding midfielder and give that energy that he gave in the first you know few matches because the amount of ground that he co- he covers has been absolutely has been absolutely stellar uh, I think there has been an example the guys he do need to find uh, a number two. You know, hopefully it can be you know an Alvarez. You know, a perfect example of someone that can kind of step in there and and he's he's claimed to be a number ten that can be very effective. You know, going forward. But um, you know, I would I would say legit any of the offensive players. We need one of those players to step in 
and start scoring some goals because there's been a distinct difference in the distinct difference in the amount of output that the Galaxy gives with Slotin in there, as well as how they play uh, when Slotin's in there. So um, they have to be prepared that, you know, if, if as a safety net, something happens, you know, during a certain run or a certain time that they have others that can step in, that they can call upon to uh, put the ball in the net. And, and, and Allison Drini would be, at least for me, that the guy that you would point to that could be that guy, but obviously out with, out with the, with the knee surgery, um, you know, and that's why I asked the question, looking, looking to, looking to fill that hole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not laughing at like the fact he's out of knee surgery. I'm just laughing. That, yeah. There's, there's obvious ones, but you can't count on someone that's had surgery and, um, and, and waiting to see when he comes back and how he's going to come back. You know, that, that's sure. the big issue is, is that could be, you, you know, Months. Yeah, you, you just Months keep your fingers crossed that he's almost like a September edition that boosts the squad, but there you can't depend on him. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree that that's the nature of this sport now is like it's all about you got to win now. You know, there's no and I think we're, we're starting to touch the time within uh, MLS where you're, you're getting into summer and in the summer doldrums, this is where teams tend to separate. You know, you start seeing the ones that have that are above the line and the ones that are right on the edge. And then there's always that drop off, you know, where where you can say, okay, well, you can see, bop, 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 bop. These three, four teams, they're not going to be in the playoffs. They're they're done. You know, their season's pretty much over. So I think um, you can't depend and you can't wait. You know, you have to find something now, and that puts the onus on the galaxy and the staff to find some people uh, in on that squad that can that that can contribute in an offensive way you know that that's going to be extremely important you can't just in this day and age you just can't depend on one player anymore and and and, you know dan and i have both been impressed we've commented on it several times here uh in our weekly discussions that um antuna is a player that you know, is blossoming right before our eyes from a guy who likes to work out on the flanks and attack from a wide position, getting getting in more central, something that you did. What are you seeing from his play? Uh, with Antonio, I, you can tell still a young player. I like the, I, I love the way he plays. I would like to see him use his speed a bit more. Um, I think he does come inside maybe a little bit too much. I think there needs to be a better adjustment, uh, you know, for him with whoever's he's is uh supporting him behind whoever's that outside back i know the galaxy likes to attack with the wide players but it's sometimes you know a winger needs to be able to say hey stay back go inside let me go outside so i can receive the ball and go 1v1 at a defender that's what i'd like to see him do because he has the pace to take on players you know and that's something that i would like to see him do four or five times a half is taking on his defender beating him at least two or three times and getting across and it being dangerous. I, I guarantee you this would, it would make a much more dangerous team, you know, if Antonio can do that, especially with, you know, you're crossing the ball in and you got Zlatan in there. You know, you know most of the time that he's going to find his way on the end of any type of cross. Kobe Jones, Mark Rogandino, and Dan Kennedy here with you this week on the uh, Believe Sports Podcast Network. I tell you what, Kobe, I, I think all three of us, along with thousands of uh, soccer fans in Southern California, um, looking forward to seeing uh, what will happen when these two teams, LAFC and the Galaxy, clash this year. Because obviously it was nothing short of fireworks uh, a year ago, including um, the beginning of the legendary MLS status for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But uh, getting the chance for these two teams to clash again, and they only get to do it twice this year as compared to three times last year, I think once again should be something special. 
Yeah, there's something special about uh, what are we calling it now? The El Trafico. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. What, I don't know. We got to find a better name for. I don't know if that. that name stuck the first year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's. I would like. I would like to see you know a different name. <laughs> but but the, the classic. I don't know. Just call it the classic. The L.A. classic. I don't know. It's uh, it, I don't know. It's it's. It's a fantastic opportunity for the sport. I mean, that that that's what I love to see this sport grow and all the way around, but especially in the Los Angeles area. You know, I'm a local guy. I'm a local kid, you know, from L.A. So to see two teams that are battling for the top spot, you know, and when these two teams meet, it's going to be something special. It's for the dominance of Los Angeles. You know, that's what it, what it's all about, the bragging rights. Now, yes, uh, you mentioned, Mark, I mean, it, you, there's – there's only one time for your first, right? And the Galaxy had that. So that's... Uh, ah, touche. That's, that's, touche. That's, that's a good that, dig. Right? Okay. You know, you can only have your first once, right? <laughs> so it's, like you said, a pretty fantastic opening for uh, Zlatan. Um, but I, I think the way those games happened last year just fed into the, the legendary status of what this rivalry can be, you know, within Los Angeles. It's going to push... The players to be better, the clubs and the organizations to be better when you have a rivalry, you know, and that's what that's what you've got to like about this. And, you know, as, as we build, I think it's going to be the highlight of uh, MLS when those two teams meet up. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be LAFC's first win against the Galaxy, probably in their brief history. So you mentioned first. Well, let's, so. let, let, let's not forget, Mark, that, you know, last <laughs> year at that time, I think LAFC was way and far above the galaxy oh, yeah. at that point it was a natural expectation oh right. lafc is going to roll over them and uh i think lafc got introduced as Zlatan at that <laughs> point <laughs> mic drop <laughs> uh you know dan and i obviously like yourself we're also uh we have that other job that we have that we do at home. It's probably the best job, right? Being being dads and and getting uh, the opportunity to to raise some young ones. How, how's Caden and Kai doing? And how you balancing fatherhood with being out in Kansas City right now, traveling to this city, that city, and the broadcast life? I bet Kim loves it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's loving it when I'm on there, especially when I'm calling her and telling her we have tornado warnings out here. You know, <laughs> moving, they're in, they're packing us into the middle of the building. hotel. Yeah, yeah, she she was loving that one. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, it's wonderful. There's nothing like it. You know, being a dad and you know having a couple couple little boys running around. You know, it's a it's a hectic lifestyle, as as you well know. But you know, it's the rewards. You know, there's there's frustrations and all that. But you know, those times when they come up and give you a kiss and tell you that they love you for no reason at all. You haven't even done anything. That that's that's something special. You know, so I. <laughs> I I think they all understand why I do all this for them, you know, to make sure that I'm on the road and, you know, still being relevant and working and doing all of that stuff that I think about them all the time. Uh, they're they're the biggest and most uh, and the best and most important part of my life. Oh, you know, too good. Dan's doing the Dan's doing all the winning though. Right? You know, the guy just went to Cabo for the weekend and you know he, he just left the kids back at home and his <laughs> him and his wife just got to get away and just enjoy a little time in Cabo. Well, we, we, oh, hey, look at that. Just, you just got yeah. family around now. Yeah, we just we just try we 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 need two trips a year, Rogues. You know that. <laughs> we, we need two adult trips a year. Well my deserved. Kids, my my kids are three and a half and one and a half. So we are we are in the hustle. Um and but to to your point, I think this morning my my little buddy Archer came in, gives me a squeeze, 
15 minutes later, I'm putting him in the car. And as I'm putting him in his car seat, he bumps his head on the roof and he tells me he doesn't like me anymore. So it's a, it's a, quite, it's a little bit more volatile at that age. It is. It is. It's so true, man. Uh, kids are the funniest, right? You know, oh, they love you and eat you. Yeah, it's so good. Kobe, you mentioned uh, summer of soccer. Uh, obviously, it's going to be busy with the Women's World Cup coming up, MLS play. A little break coming up here for, for MLS for a couple of weeks uh, so that the Gold Cup, which kicks off on June the 15th, can get going and runs into early July. Uh, you've been part of FS1 and FS2's coverage over the past couple of big tournaments, and I assume that will be the same uh, this coming summer, too. Yes, I'll be uh, part of the Fox Soccer Tonight Show um, as we go into the Women's World Cup. You know, I'll be starting there, and that will transition right over into the Gold Cup. So we'll be doing, or I'll be doing double, double duty, duty. You know, yeah. commenting both. You know, at the at the end of the day, you know, and at nighttime, giving the the wrap ups and everything that's happened. You know, throughout the the two different tournaments once they start overlapping. But you're going to stay here in L.A. I mean, last time you told me about this, it would end up being a call to Russia. And you, you had to take the jet yeah. over to Russia to, to, to get over there and join the crew over there. You're the staying co- local Kobe this time. Plane. He had to yeah. take the Kobe plane over he, to he Russia. Fired up the, he fired up the C-4. It's not a G-4 for Kobe. It's a C-4. What do you, the, the C-4 you mean coach class? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I did get the call uh, last minute going to Russia. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah, this time I will be in uh, in. Los Angeles, you know, uh, doing most of the Fox Soccer Tonight out of the studio, uh, which, you know, is, is, is easy to do. Um, but, you know, you never know. You can always hope, you know, I might get that last minute call, you know, to head over to France, you know, in the last moment. I, I might enjoy that one. I just know that if uh, I got that call, I have a feeling my wife would be just going, OK, family's coming, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's always fun. Young kids taking them on an airplane on a long plane ride. That's always fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's enjoyable, right? <laughs> that'll, that'll test your patience real quick. Yeah, Dan wouldn't know, apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually just booked I just booked tickets. I got to call a game in, in Atlanta where my folks live, and I just booked tickets out there, just me and my two kids. I'm, I've never been so scared for a flight in my life. <laughs> uh, you better be scared. You're going to be up and down the whole time. Enjoy exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Co. Before we uh, wrap it up with you here, and again, thanks for stopping by here on the podcast. Um, maybe give us a couple of points. I know you talked about the midfield tonight against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, what do you? Sporting Kansas City is going to be without some really good names, by the way, for this matchup too. I think uh, Christian Nemeth is still sus- is he questionable with the cabinet? Are you suspended? Yeah, he picked up another dance. Disco suspended him for this yeah. game as well. And, um, and as I look at their injury report, they got a lot of guys that are going to be missing. So this could be an opportunity for some road points tonight for L.A. Yeah, th- th- this is uh, the opportunity. It's interesting because, uh, you know, you look at that Kansas City, talk about a team that's going through a crisis. Right now. I know, right? Crazy. Towards the bottom. They, they literally had five players. Now, everyone's got to remember, you know, on your team, you have 20 plus, sometimes a, a roster of like 26, 27, 28. You can always pull from your second team and all this stuff. They have five people on the bench in their last game because they 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 had so many injuries, you know. So it's 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 telling for uh, for Kansas City, and you know they they ended up you know getting a result in the last match. But I think this is one where the Galaxy can take advantage, um, where they need to and have to take advantage of the situation. And I think uh, Zlatan coming back in in this one, and he's going to want to uh, put a stamp on things, you know, to be quite honest. But yeah, if we're looking at at different players in different areas, you know, pay attention to Antonia because Kansas City is missing some of their outside backs. Um, 
So Antonio out wide, he's got to be able to do something special. I think it's important that the Galaxy, as far as uh, getting forward, pay attention to Dos Santos, another one. But then on the as far as their attack goes, but on the flip side, the Galaxy have to pay attention to Johnny Russell. You know, him getting a hat trick in the last match and him on that uh, right side. And he loves to come in and take a player on on, on the left with it and get it on that left foot and strike. And he's pretty accurate. You know, so he's going to be one that's going to have to get a lot of um, attention defensively. So whoever plays it left back, you know, we're, we're expecting Skelvick to be there, that maybe there's a shift from the central uh, left defender to go over there and help as well, just to be that second uh, defensive support to shut him down. Plus that environment there in Kansas City, it's still one of the best uh, small, intimate stadium there at uh, was it Children's Mercy Park. I mean, I, I, I would expect, I would expect that though they'll, they'll be just as fired up to have Zlatan and the Galaxy coming to town despite all the injuries. So I'm sure you can expect, uh, barring any tornadoes rolling through, you can you can yeah. expect like a real, uh, you know, a really solid environment. That's the marquee for me. That's the marquee game of the night of the handful of games that there's there is tonight. Yeah, it should, it should be interesting. Let you know, this is my first time here to to the stadium here in oh, Kansas. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they're yeah, unfortunately they're 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 not having a great season, but it's a it's a great place to go go catch a game. That's for sure. All right, I'm, I'm I tell you, I'm excited to watch this one just to see how the galaxy come through. I want to see the connection between Alvarez and uh, Ibrahimovic, you know, because that's always important. You know, when you got your star player up top, it's always to see. It's always interesting to see how the new guys relate to him. Well, and I think I actually think Sporting Kansas City's biggest issue this year has been their center back pairing and losing Icopara. They've just they they've been unsettled defensively, giving up more goals, and their confidence has has adjusted accordingly. So Ebra's Eber should I expect I expect them to be a handful for them tonight. Yeah, well, that, that's right. Icopara's gone. Beasler's injured. You know, it's it's one of those funny things. And, you know, I've known Peter Vermes for years, you know, from way back in 94 World Cup. It's just one of those things where you make trades and decisions based on what you think is going to happen. And right. my, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. You know? <laughs> so true. So true. You never know what's coming your way. Well, Kobe, I appreciate you stopping by. Always some good insight, breaking down some X and O's for us. And uh, we'll be looking for you this summer on the Gold Cup and Women's World Cup coverage. And uh, stay safe out there in KC, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thanks, it. Kobe. DK, always good to get a U.S. soccer legend to join us here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Kobe Jones, obviously Galaxy legend, U.S. men's national team, World Cup veteran. Um and we picked things up here on the back end after we talked to him earlier today prior to the Sporting Kansas City LA Galaxy game. And uh, so now we know what happened, but I didn't know how serious it was and how difficult and rigorous the travel was for the Galaxy players and coaching staff to even get to Children's Mercy Park for the matchup. Yeah, I mean, Kobe's telling us he's he's uh, bunkered in to the middle of the hotel for safety. Um, the beauty we, of the beauty of flying away from the team, from flying right, separate from right, the team, right? Right. Well, apparently Spectrum was like, no, you guys got to get there earlier. And so Galaxy took, you know, one of the last. They wanted they they had the uh, philosophy of arrive as late as possible, um, and go to get sleep. A good good night sleep, wake up, and then we'll go out and and be less affected by the time change and the travel. 
And um, I mean, I love this strategy. That was my personally, that was my favorite to show up as late as possible. Uh, but then if anything goes wrong, you have no margin for error. And sure enough, the, the, the clouds were swirling and um, they get diverted to St. Louis and spend the night in St. Louis, wake up in the morning, take the first flight to Kansas City and you got a game that evening. Uh, G- Galaxy requests the league office to uh, go and change the game time. Not going to happen. Too little, too late. Should have taken an earlier flight and, and game on. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to look at this, and and fortunately for the for the galaxy, the good news is is St. Louis and Kansas City, both in the Midwest. They're, they're not as far as time zones. Yes, you have to turn around and take another flight, and that is uh, kind of part of the the delays or the obstacles that you have to deal with. But it's one thing. Had they said, "Oh, we're diverting your flight to New York or to Chicago," and then you've got to get up and fly to, fly to Kansas City. But I will say this, credit to the Galaxy staff and their players because they turned around and they put on a performance and they walk away with three points. Yeah, and you, you kind of start to think about, like, house is money. You know, everything, whatever can go wrong has gone wrong. Uh, Joe Corona was uh, penciled in the starting lineup. He's a late scratch, starts on the bench. I don't know if that was tactical or uh, w- whatever. Um, long story short of it, as, as you alluded to, is – the mentality is what what kind of is the story behind all of this in my mind because everything is just a dra- distraction, you know. And there's a, there's a, there's always all this noise like, uh, well, you you got to get focus. I mean, they had they had Ibra back in the lineup, and uh, man, Kansas City's a good team. I don't care if they're sitting bottom of the table. Um, the way they they press collectively, the only thing that sticks out to me over the course of their season, they just can't convert goals right now. I don't know what it is. Right. Christian Namath is um, is suspended and Galaxy go and scalp one when uh, they were, you know, for, in large part up against it in the, in the run of play. You know, but we've talked about what kind of lineup Scalotto has put out in past games. And for me, for the situation, e- even with a, a late scratch for Corona, I look at this lineup and I think this is a perfect kind of road lineup. With a four-three-three, Legette Dos Santos. I love Perry Kitchen coming back in because he, when Dos Santos wants to venture forward, Perry Kitchen can kind of sit a little bit more. And obviously, as as we've discussed with Kobe, Antuna is great. Ibra coming back into the fold, and hey, lo and behold, you get something from Fabio Alvarez. Yeah, and and the one thing that stood out to me the most was um, you had guys step up. Uh, Daniel Stairs gets put it right back. He steps up. Um, as you Perry Kitchen gets his first starting opportunity, really oh. he's he steps up, has a solid solid match. Dave Romney hasn't really gotten. A, I don't know if he's on his first, if that was his first starter. It, it very well may be. Um, he was not a hole, right? He didn't look like these players were not sharp. Um, and then you have for the first time Ibrahimovic with um, uh, Antuna and uh, Fabio. Uh, Alvarez, the new boy, um, the probably the preferred three and a three-pronged attack uh, starting together. So, um, yeah, I, this was a good timing for it all to come together, and then you face a Kansas City side who just can't convert. Danny, I, you asked Kobe Jones about what he thought about Fabio Alvarez and his uh, first two appearances for the club. What kind of layer or, or you know added 
uh, assessment would you put after watching him tonight? Well, I was a little more critical of him tonight, you know, just watching because we talked about it. And, and this is a, a player that's supposed to have some pedigree. Um, he's looking for Ebra all the time, as he should be. He likes to float in, in the middle of the field, which means, to Kobe's point, Antuna has to stay wide. There needs to be there needs to be some width created. Um, and that's kind of how it operated tonight. And Fabio Alvarez had some cheeky little through balls and passes and scoops over the top. Um, and he gets the goal, and the goal was uh, just an opportunistic goal. But when Ebra's playing, if a ball gets floated in the box um, and you're a Galaxy player, you might as well start crashing because he's going to win that ball. And there's going to be a second chance opportunity if he doesn't put that on frame. And that's exactly what happened. Fabio was first to react and smashes it in the back of the net. And what, you know, from a psychology standpoint, this is this is what gets him off and running. And now uh, we'll be looking for him. Um, I'll certainly be looking for him to to make more of a uh, impact and to run a play and, and become like a number 10 that can pull some strings. Yeah, but you you said uh, Alvarez is looking for Zlatan. Certainly in that case, I mean, it was right before the hour mark, Zlatan is looking to head it back into, the, whether it's for him or anybody else, looking to head it back in the mix, right? Because the ball kind of floats over the top and Zlatan is on the back post and he kind of, he snap heads it right back across the front. But what the heck is the Sporting Kansas City defender yeah, doing? It was a massive. He was like, it was a massive he was mistake. like, he was waiting for it to drop to his foot. It's inside the eighteen. You put you. We had Jimmy Conrad on the cast what three four weeks ago now. He, you he put him put on the head. Foot, in, he would have stuck his head. He would have stuck his head right through that ball. And so yeah, it, that's why I said it was opportunistic, right? Um, but Ibra is so smart. I mean, he just but, knows but he, he knows he's falling away. away. And I'm you know, not taking it away from him, DK. I'm right. I'm saying, yeah, I mean, if, if that ball's hanging in the air, you go after it and you yeah. try and head it home. And that's exactly what Alvarez did. Exactly. Exactly. But and nonetheless, you know, it's it's uh, some wind in the sails for him and maybe reduces a little bit of pressure. And lastly, uh, Zlatan's time tonight coming back to game suspension. Obviously, he looked spry. He looked fresh. Uh, he had a lot of movement off the ball which is always good. Um, how would you, how would you break it down? Well, he didn't have a lot. I mean, it, it, the galaxy were up against it. So Ibra didn't play his typical role where he's getting on a lot of uh, things. In fact, he got a breakaway and had a 40 yard run with the ball. Oh, and, and almost, thought, that was it, rust, it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was rust. It was like, Oh, he almost had too much time and he, it, maybe he even thought like he was going to get caught. Um, and his first, his first touch let him down, which we never see say. happen. The, and the, then, the final touch, right, before he could put it away. Right. And and Tim Mealy is probably the quickest goalkeeper off his line in the league. Um, and he, he Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, but what's he do? He, the freaking guy goes and validates it by scoring a, 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 a brilliant goal to close this game out to nothing when Kansas City continued to knock on the door. Yes, I love that collection with the chest, kind of set, like no no doubt about it, composure inside the 18, and then just like, just just half volley clips it perfect. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was, it was pretty impressive uh, result. It was just gritty from, it, when you think about travel, the, the mentality, um, I think it was like 65-35 possession Kansas City, uh, 18 shots to nine, something like that. Uh, it was a gritty, gritty performance. And now, if you can beat, if you can beat 
New England at home on Sunday, then uh, you've put yourself in a really nice position to go heal up a little bit when you get your break. Well, let's skip over to that step. Uh, there's two games coming up on the weekend. Uh, LAFC will make their way up to Portland. It is the newly reopened and re-renovated uh, Providence Park up there in the Rose City of Portland against the Timbers. But let's stay with the Galaxy first for a moment. They are back at home inside Dignity Health Sports Park as they'll play host to the New England Revolution. Obviously, the, the big storyline is going to be, Dan, Bruce Arena, former Galaxy head boss who helped them win MLS Cups. He comes back to Southern California with his new team, the New England Revolution, who have been anything short of awful this season. How do you see it playing out? Well, I think after after the, the past two performances from the Galaxy, I expect them to come out and not be so focused on their defense. Uh, they, they had to turn the tables on, on where they were addressing their time, and it was addressing mistakes on the, on the defensive end. But, you know, one of the things with Colorado is, is Galaxy just weren't dangerous enough. And so now you, you're playing this, this game of, okay, if we're playing a lesser opponent, um, we can't sit back on our shape that we're trying to get comfortable in defensively. We're going to have to come out and attack. And um, I, I think the Galaxy are too much for this New England team. Agreed. Um, and, and so I expect them to win. I, I imagine Bruce will get a nice little applause. But I don't, you know, in, in such a short stint of time, I don't know if Bruce will even be on the sideline um, as he's pulling the strings trying to put, put the puzzle pieces together. And then uh, the Galaxy have a, have a lot of – have to have a lot of motivation coming into a Sunday match in which you can see the light at the end of the vacation tunnel – for a good two or three days off if you if you win. Um, I like the Galaxy in this game 2-1. I'm going to take it even a step further. I, I, think, I think New England is still trying to figure out who they are. I think these two back-to-back wins for the Galaxy, both in, in a shutout form, I think that they – I think this this could get away. I think this could get away there from New go. England. I, I really go. do. I think that yeah. this could be – uh, I think this is like a three goal margin. Like I could oh, see yeah. the I, I could see the Galaxy thumping them. I don't I, I don't know. I don't I, could New England squeak one out. Uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna go three nothing. I'm gonna three go nil. three three nothing. Yeah, I, th- I think this is I think this is convincing for the Galaxy. I think Bruce will uh, will be pretty defensive, but we'll see. We will see. So I've got it three nothing. You've got it two one. Correct. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, making my notations here, and then of course we move on to uh, LAFC's game. If I'm this not mistaken, this is a great I'm, game. This is a this, is a, this is this this is the marquee game of the weekend, uh, and this this sets up. I believe LAFC. I would have to double check, but I believe they are now six, if not seven, unbeaten since they lost up in Vancouver. Their only loss of the year. Uh, they've been dominant at home to the tune of six wins and a draw so far at home. They're basically a 500 team on the road. But the weird thing about this is, is there is a rivalry that has already, you would say there's a rivalry with the galaxy, but if you were looking at one, a, the rivalry is with Portland and that's because they played twice in MLS last year. They played each other in a knockout phase of the open cup quarterfinals last year. Uh, there is, there is some bad blood between these two teams. 
So and and not to mention it's uh it's a it's a stadium update opening for Portland. oh gosh I mean and it, it, yeah which is one of the be- of one of the best on environments one of the best environments in MLS hands right down. hands down one of the most intimate uh and best environments in MLS like it, it, it's it's a real um it, it's a fantastic experience as a player to go there and feel the chants and the songs and the singing and the national anthem. And and now they're going to add another dimension to it. So I actually think if, if you're going to let me go first here, rogues, um, as you to, should, because you're kicking, happy my, kicking my ass. Um, Seattle, it's going it, to, um, excuse me, Portland, it's just going to be too much for them. Uh, new stadium excitement. They've been working towards just getting home through this tough stretch um, I don't envy the the season they've had in terms of opening with so many games on the road, but um, new stadium, but you're, you're facing the best team. And I think that's going to be the issue. And I think there's goals in this game. I'm going to say three to LAFC. Wow. You heard it here first on the Believe Sports <laughs> Podcast Network. Three to LAFC. I love it, DK. Oh, wow. And, and now that, that puts my back against the wall right here. Um, wow, that is, that is, that is bold. Uh, Cause I'm thinking the opposite, right? I'm thinking LAFC beat. And if I may, I, believe me, I love the black and gold, but I'm thinking LAFC beat Portland four to one earlier this year at bank of California stadium. It was a one, one game for a little over an hour. Like it was a great game for, for a little over an hour. And then LAFC opened them up like a sardine can, and they just started chance after chance after chance, and they just punished them. They punished Portland to the tune of a 4-1 win. So now I'm thinking brand-new stadium, sold out, loud, hard surface. Any points would be a good thing for LAFC, Dan. Any points would be a good thing in a situation like this in my mind. I'm just waiting, buddy. I can't wait. This is so good to hear you argue <laughs> against yourself. <laughs> I, I love mean, you, the, the thing is, you're, I talking, love you, you're talking, you're talking, I'm trying to talk my, into I'm try, taking I, a I'm point. Try, I, I am trying to talk myself into Dude, taking a point. This LAFC team is too good. Do you hear this, people? Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold out here. I'm going to say it's a one, one draw. (laughs) It's so good. It's a one, one one draw week 15. I cut this. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Mind you folks. I have a serious gap going between Dan Kennedy and I, like I, I, I have a serious, I have a, I have a seven point advantage through 13 plus weeks of MLS results, uh, predictions, prognostications. I have a, uh, seven point gap. So, Congratulations. You're halfway halfway there. The nice thing is do with it what you will. Yeah, now we get to do the bonus pick, and this is where I'm gonna start making some money. Okay, let's make Uh, some hay, DK. Make some hay. Seattle at FC Dallas. Seattle to Dallas zero. So Seattle goes to Dallas on that should be a bonus point. If you take Roadwin, the new rule. If you oh, take, oh, oh, he's making up rules take, on the fly, folks. He's making up rules on the fly. Are Roadman, you kidding me? That's a potential bonus point. This is brilliant. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll float with that. I'll float with that. So you've got you've got you've got Seattle, you've got Seattle at Dallas. So this is this is the new rule, folks. If you've been keeping up with us all season long, kudos to you. First of all, we're going to get you free tickets to a game. Dan will, but 
uh, you're saying Seattle at Dallas, you predict the winner, the score, and a road win. That's three points. Yeah, that's what we call a, a, a three-pointer. <laughs> Not basketball. <laughs> so you have uh, Seattle, 2 nothing win at FC Dallas. Okay. Uh, since I have the luxury of being a little further ahead, uh, I'm just going to go to something much simpler than that, and I will just uh, throw it out there. Based on results that I've seen, New York Red Bulls, they're a better team than Real Salt Lake. Uh, they're playing at home, inside Red Bull Arena, Real Salt Lake, up and down. Yes, they've had a couple of good results over the last couple of weeks that have been been impressive. A couple of big, big wins at home. But uh, traveling to Red Bull Arena, I, I just don't see it. So I'm going to say it is a 2 nothing New York Red Bulls win. Boring, man. You're just playing safe. I can't wait to turn the tables on this. I'll be back. I'm going to split this uh, the seven point difference in half by the by the end of this weekend. By the by the end of September. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Give myself a fighting chance. So just to uh, recap you here again, uh, Dan Kennedy sees the Galaxy with a 2-1 win at home against New England. He sees LAFC with a big 3-2 win uh, up in the Rose City of Portland. He sees the Sounders with a 2-0 win at FC Dallas. Rogan Dino says 3-0 for the Galaxy at home against New England. 1-1 on the road uh, against Portland inside Providence Park, newly remodeled and reopened Providence Park. And then New York Red Bull with a 2-0 home win against Real Salt Lake on the weekend to wrap up week, is it week four? I believe it's week 14 of Major League Soccer. Boom. Hard to believe we are almost to the midway point of I this. Um, hey, huge thanks to Kobe Jones. Obviously, he had some great insight about the Galaxy and, uh, you know, you know some of the roles that some of these players play. Uh, you have a favorite Kobe Jones moment maybe that you matched up against him with or anything? Um. Not, not in particular. I mean, I've been following the Galaxy for so long. I, he, he's just a staple of the organization, really. Whether he's he was uh, a player and lifting trophies or um, in the in the U.S. Men's National Team uh, uniform, or or then back with the Galaxy in some roles uh, as a coach, and then obviously we are now uh, working in the in the same broadcasting space, and love hearing him and his opinion and. And I respect him uh, to the fullest. So it's great to have him on. Yeah, and, and, for sure. uh, you know, thanks to you. Uh, that's that's uh, you know, you pulled the strings on that one. Well, uh, let, let, let me I say like this. I like to give uh, credit where credit's due, even though I uh, like to give myself a pat on the back. Every yes, of, co- of, of course. Know? Well, you carry the you carry the the baton for us for most every single week here. <laughs> but uh, let me say this: uh, Kobe and I have had a evolving relationship because we worked together as broadcasters, helping launch the Pac-12 Network many many years ago, and then working LA Galaxy broadcast for a number of years. Uh, and during that time, just shortly after he retired, I think he was Rude Hullett's assistant at the time. Excellent. They did a uh, what they called Brit Week, like celebrity game that I was lucky enough to get invited to play in. And oh, it was wow. on the field. You were probably playing for the Galaxy. It was like or Chivas USA. Yeah. It, it was it was on the field inside then Home Depot Center, which yeah, is now I was, big, I was big, actually down in Chile. I was trying to help. get on that Rude Hullett team. And uh, so my team was uh, Ziggy Marley, Rohan Marley, Frank LaBeouf, 
uh, God, who else was on my team? The kid from uh, Bridges Over Terabithia, Josh something. <laughs> any, 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 uh, we had the guy from Weezer, uh, like the the musician from Weezer. Like we had all so- we had all sorts of like people on our team that were. I was like, what? Are, how would I even get on this? But they needed a goalie, so they asked me to come play in goal. But I will say this: in the run of play, Alexi Lawless passes to Kobe. 20 yards out, Kobe just bangs it into the upper corner. Like two touches, boom, into the upper corner to beat me. And I was like, Pick it, oh, dig it out. Dig it out. I was, stop, ben. I was like, oh, I'm cleaning this out the back of my net. But it was wow. a great it was a it was a great moment because a World Cup legend like that scoring on yeah, me. Right. I can't I can't be mad about that. Can't be too mad about it. I let in a lot of goals in my time, Dan Kennedy. Well, and and, and I so, both, but this is the one thing we have in common. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> Hey, brother, great stuff again this week. Uh, Looking forward to the matches, and uh, we'll recap it again next week. And as I said when Kobe came on, you never know who might show up here and join Dan Kennedy and I to talk shop, right? Never know. Who's going to be next? Find out next week right here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.